we're back yeah okay so we're talking about parody media in general parody media from like wait the- cue the laugh track <laughs> right there we go right parody media from like the two ta- 2000s 2000s and how it like evolved and how it sort of died i guess i think that's you know how this conversation is gonna change but I guess I can start because I didn't realize I this maybe this is an original experience, but for some reason I watched so many parody things like as a kid, and my friends in elementary school we shouldn't have been watching this in elementary school because some of the things like some of the jokes and skits did not make sense to us because we just didn't know what they're making fun of, and half the time we didn't even see the like films that a lot of these parody films or youtube videos or songs we're making fun of but we still found it funny i don't know my cousins and just my friends at elementary school like had a lot of knowledge about certain parody films and just you know that kind of thing so i watched a lot of it and doing research for this episode i found that i was like wow i watched like too much of this stuff to be honest because also i was asking people i was like did you guys ever watch that movie and they're like, no, I've never even heard of that. Like, ugh, but yeah. Anyways, parody films, the ones that we're talking about and kind of the structure they follow were, you know, prominent in the early 2000s and kind of dropped off around 2010, I guess. And I think there's some films after that that still got like a little bit of popularity, like the one that will kind of touch on is the starving games which came out in 2013 and that obviously is parodying the hunger games we should talk about the difference between parody and satire they use elements of each other but their goals and their end kind of results is different for both so satire is comedy or humor um not always actually satire can also not be comedic in any way but it centers around some kind of comment or criticism like criticism of society or problem in society that forces the audience to kind of think about the issue that's being commented on and parody is literally just like mimicry like a very surface level comedic attempt at mimicry of something satire can exist within parody and parody can exist within satire but um it's important to distinct the two because also parody is covered under copyright and satire is not always (laughs) so yeah also i remembered this morning because i was just looking through old parody youtube videos that i would watch and in the title they were all saying spoof and i just completely forgot about Mm -hmm. the concept of spoof which is literally it's the same as a parody but instead of focusing on like making fun of a specific work it's more focused on a genre as a whole this topic is so interesting to me because like i said i watched a lot of this stuff as a kid and never really thought twice about it like it was just some like it's really just cheap comedy as a lot of articles have like labeled it as it brought a lot of money to the studios that made them and they were pretty cheap to make and people really aren't doing that that kind of comedy anymore even just cheap comedy that's not like you know a parody or a spoof so i don't know it's like kind of fun to look back on it and think about 
the business side of it and the cultural aspect of it because there's a lot of cultural reasons or pivotal moments in time that kind of caused I think the downfall of this specific formula for the parody film I guess I'll start with Scary Movie which came out in 2000 and that was it brought a lot of success to the studio that made it and the reason why studios started moving into this was because uh let me find the article this is really interesting actually this article from MovieWeb by Jim Maher or J.M. Maher said that around that time around the 2000s reality television started to rise in popularity and it was pretty cheap cheap to make reality television television and it brought a lot of money to networks because people really liked it um so the movies wanted to like replicate that sort of uh, model in some way so they moved to like cheap comedy like parody films and scary movie was the first one that kind of brought that success and showed that this sort of formula works for them um and then we got a bunch of movies after that such as the various scary movie sequels there was also disaster movie Epic movie, date movie, Meet the Spartans, Vampire Suck. Some of them were making fun of a specific film, but a lot of these, a lot of these were making fun of whole genres. But also before the 2000s, there was a lot of films, parody films that were directed by Mel Brooks that kind of helped spur the parody genre as well. Spaceballs came out in the 80s, I believe. And then additionally, Blazing Saddles, which I don't, I've never seen, but I think I've seen clips of it. And then, of course, we can't not talk about parody films without Austin Powers. I would consider that like a cult classic because a lot of people have seen it. And I think I saw it as a kid, but I don't really remember it. And I think I need to revisit it because I, I think it is genuinely funny. And additionally, Airplane. Have you guys ever seen Airplane? I want to watch it so badly. It's been like on my watch list forever. <laughs> it's so stupid, but it actually it's really funny. Those are kind of like the main powers at play when it comes to the parody genre, when it comes to films specifically. Like, Mel Brooks is a really big director. Additionally, the Wyans brothers were a part of Scary Movie. But also, Aaron Seltzer and Jason Friedberg were a filmmaker duo that directed and wrote a lot of parody films, such as The Starving Games, Vampire Suck, Disaster Movie, Epic Movie, all the scary movies, Meet the Spartans, that kind of thing. And I'll move into the Reddit part of this, because I went to Reddit to, like, see some opinions about like why people think this genre died and their thoughts and opinions are actually really interesting because I kind of agree with a lot of them let me pull some that I think are really interesting to talk about this guy or person Mike Royko's ghost he actually posted this eight days ago it's because the death of the death of monoculture, there aren't enough films anymore that a large enough group of people have seen that could guarantee a successful parody. Even with genre parodies, you'd have to make a very vague satire slash parody of a style to make it work. Even genres with very faithful fan bases like horror or sci-fi don't even have a lot of universally watched new films, which I thought was really interesting. I guess just like with the rise of social media and the development of 
various communities that people can join that pertain to very specific interests and like fandoms, I guess. The rise of fandoms, to keep it short, kind of made it hard for that specific formula of parody movie to work in this day and age. And I kind of really agreed with what Mike Rogers was saying about monoculture. And to go off of what he said, I put in the doc. Movies that are important or well-watched to a niche community slash demographic are not worth parodying anymore due to financial risk. And <laughs> not to sound like a boomer, but because of shorter attention spans due to social media platforms like TikTok and Vine, parody in the form of a film is simply not as interesting anymore. And I don't know, this is just like my opinion, but I'd, I would love to see in this day and age like what a mid-budget comedy movie that is parodying a genre or a trope would perform. I just would like to see how that would work. But um, I obviously don't think any studio would just put money into doing that for the sake of market research. Parody kind of exists in a different form nowadays. And a lot of films, I think, or a lot of big studios who are pumping out films for franchises like every year, like Marvel is an example that's constantly being thrown around in this discussion. Like they intertwine parody into their films now like Deadpool is, is an example it's parodying sort of superhero films but it's also it does take itself seriously because it, Deadpool is a you know an actual superhero I was scrolling through the reddit thread that you shared mm -hmm. I saw a comment where kind of like what you were saying before of like the internet has comedy moving so quickly that this person said well I I'll like read what they said so this was misanthropic nx i don't know i'll post there i can't read this username they said i think the internet has comedy moving so fast that writers are scared to be of the moment because now the moment can be over in the course of a day and someone replied they're diligent underscore sundays and they said yes kind of the edgar wright model a satire of the genre while still existing as a valid film in that genre and i was thinking about how i'm pretty sure he said that Last Night in Soho was supposed to be, I don't want to say parody because I feel like it wasn't really a parody, but I think he was trying to maybe poke fun a little bit at the horror genre, but Last Night in Soho still is kind of a horror movie. Maybe it's more of a psychological thriller, but I feel like he did say something about that was that it was supposed to be of the genre, but also commenting on it because I also was thinking about that and I was like, I, I was like, what movie did we all watch and we were like that was like last night in soho and i'm pretty sure it was don't worry darling and i don't know yeah. why we thought that but at the time that felt like a right thing to feel i think it was the aesthetics of both and the psychological aspect yeah this is something that i've been thinking about in terms of like protecting ip because parody obviously it's like protected under copyright but i would imagine that a lot of studios or filmmakers aren't too happy when a parody film is made about their film. I've been thinking that maybe they've been incorporating parody and satire more in their own IP to almost ensure that a parody film won't be made about it. Because part of why parody films succeed is that they're making fun of films or genres that take themselves seriously. And when you choose to not take yourself seriously and also sort of make fun of yourself, even if it's just a little bit, 
with a few jokes or a few bits like with Deadpool just like you know one franchise where it's very um, clear that they are self-aware and they're breaking the fourth wall but when you do incorporate that then you kind of just ensure that a party film won't be made of that of your IP so I think I don't know I I that's definitely like me assuming the thoughts and feelings about the way filmmakers feel about their IP and whether or not they would hate the idea of a parody film being made about their original film but I think it's just kind of interesting that we're in this environment within the film industry where parody films just can't be made we're too self-aware at this point when it comes to filmmaking so I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing but something I was thinking about when I was doing research especially this reddit form like this reddit form kind of opened my eyes <laughs> in the late 2010s the genre kind of truly died because movies started to like perform not good in the box office and there was too many so the oversaturation of the market was having a negative effect on the existence of the genre and additionally i think I mean, people in the reddit thread were saying also that if you looked at all of these parody films a lot of the humor or comedy i think would not be taken or would not be as well received today and I think around the 2010s is when people started to be more adamant or more expressive about whether or not humor or certain genres of comedy are offensive. Like, do you guys do you guys remember when that started happening? I want to say that that's kind of a result of, at least in the United States, that would be like a result of Trump getting elected. I think that sparked a lot of conversations. Okay. Just because... It was like, okay, our president is a massive goofball that's saying stuff that a president shouldn't be saying. And I yeah. think people started drawing a line more, maybe because it was like, okay, this is supposed to be a, an important and powerful person in the country. And so we need to like make sure people know that this is not okay to say just because the president is saying it. I don't know if that's why but i think that could be part of it no yeah for sure i agree emily i think trump getting elected definitely spearheaded that whole culture of trying to people trying to separate themselves from trump and trump's ideology and the people who agreed with him thinking it was okay to say blatantly ignorant things and i think especially like after i watched scary movie i was reading the letterboxd reviews and so many people were so angry over all of the like overtly like satirical parody dramatized jokes that were obviously very self-aware i think people are blurring the lines a little bit between like what say the wayans brothers intended to be parody versus what the viewers think they actually were like making fun of in a malicious way which I feel like is part of why parody doesn't really exist the way that it used to or maybe can't exist the way that it used to because people are very easily offended which is okay but also given that that's the whole intention of the genre is to make fun of things that people are usually malicious towards I think people sort of jump the gun a bit and get get defensive without considering the intentions of 
the film entirely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree with that. And I think also that's where the distinction between parody and satire is often lost because I think nowadays satire kind of rules a lot of filmmaking or a lot of filmmaking choices when it comes to comedy. And I think people forget that a lot of comedy is not really a comment on society. And maybe it's also, maybe we're at a point too where honestly we can't separate comedy from like being a comment about society because that's where a lot of I think that's just where the culture is heading where comedy or what people find humorous now includes a lot of satire about current issues and I think just just because of we live in a tumultuous time where politics international relations are on everyone's mind it's kind of hard to ignore what's happening you know in the government and around the world so I think that satire is just like you know flourishing in that sense and parody can't really because well maybe it can I don't know I don't know if people have actually tried to see how that would succeed right now I definitely think there's a misunderstanding specifically with satire people will often justify their edgy humor which is just saying blatantly offensive things by saying that it's satirical so maybe there's just a wide misunderstanding of what that actually means like what actually Mm -hmm. is satire unless if people know that what they're saying is wrong or offensive and they just want to justify it by trying to call it satire or maybe they really just don't know what satire actually is that's a good point too who would have thought this discussion would lead to such <laughs> intense discourse as trying to figure out when that sort of started happening really starting to challenge like the comedy that was prevalent and being like no that wasn't funny you know that actually was offensive and also kind of explicitly calling out how comedy or comedy i guess in quotations could lead to the violence against you know people who are constantly the butt of the joke it makes sense that the election of donald trump would definitely ignite that sort of activity online oh should we move on to youtube videos i think that'd be fun yeah Yeah. (laughs) the one that came to my mind was and i don't know if you guys do you guys know i justine she does all the apple videos she used to do parodies back in the day my cousin and i used to watch them all the time i totally forgot that she did that yeah also the key of awesome which i didn't know how widespread this channel is or isn't but it's just like the same thing where it's just like music videos like they'll choose popular songs and do like a parody of like a film intertwined with it and i remember watching a bunch of them smosh they did like video game parody sort of i know they had like a legend of zelda one when smosh started they had a lot of like little parody-esque videos alongside their other stuff and also Ryan Higa with his Twilight parodies. The rise of YouTube led to saturation in the parody genre because just everyone could make parodies now and post them online on YouTube. And everybody, YouTube, I think, rose to fame or like popularity pretty fast, at least for the younger demographics. It got to a point where people started posting YouTube parody videos of other YouTube videos. Like, the thing that's coming to mind is the Duck song, which is on my mind because the Duck came back after, like, 10 years, I think. He posted, like, a Christmas song or something. I didn't watch the video, but I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, he's back. 
he hath risen literally we need to put the duck song in the louvre somehow we need to immortalize it in a museum ryan higa also i think made like a fake boy group and like had a bunch of music videos for that i think he parodied that as well he's like i think very crucial to the history of youtube he had these things called movies in minutes and like had a bunch he had one on x-men he had an x-men origins wolverine one and he also did the titanic harry potter i was unfortunately a miranda sings watcher which i feel like that was kind of a bit of a parody just like the character was making fun of people that would just post like bizarre videos online we can cut this out too but i think shane dawson was a parody yeah yeah i think a lot of this content thrived even though it was really terrible and oftentimes offensive just because kids were the primary audience for it Mm -hmm. and you don't realize how bad it is until you're a grown adult Mm -hmm. twilight parodies i feel like were really prevalent because it's an easy target i think yeah i mean actually that's a good point because i think it's i love twilight this is coming from a Twilight stan. That movie is very goofy, but it does take itself very seriously. I think it also doesn't help that the actors themselves expressed or implied how goofy they thought the movies were while they were filming them also. So yeah. that also opened the door. The same with like the the horror genre too. Like horror takes itself very seriously. And it's kind of like what we were talking about with the Halloween episode how the fans are so intense because horror itself is like an outlet for people who don't see themselves in mainstream media i think with scary movie and like that whole franchise alone despite it being like so successful and people loving it and still talking about it today i feel like a lot of horror fans really hated it because it was parodying this all these different films and franchises that were really beloved and that also assisted in like reviving horror after it was like really campy in like the 80s in the 90s with like Scream and I Know What You Did Last Summer which are like the two that scary movie kind of riff off of I think it just made the discourse even worse because a lot of horror fans weren't cool with those movies being being made fun of in any way even though those movies are also very self-aware and satirical to an extent i found this interesting article that mentions scary movie and like parody films in general it's from a site called little white lies and it was connecting parody films and race and i'll just read the quote it says the decline of the parody genre is also depriving black artists of a vital creative space if the likes of Walk Hard and Tropic Thunder are necessitated by an oversaturation of certain tropes, then Black parody films are necessitated by an oversaturation of films made by and for white people. And the writer says that a movie or a franchise like Scary Movie felt like, quote, a remedy to the whitewashed slasher films that came before it, which I thought was really interesting. I've never heard that take be made of parody films in particular i've heard it for the horror genre but i thought it was really cool that the writer was validating parody in particular in relation to race especially with horror like for as inclusive as horror can be it still feeds off of racial stereotypes especially like the og horror films that 
were the foundations for the genre as a whole. I didn't realize how impactful a scary movie was, but... Wow. You know, that's really interesting, actually. When I was talking to people about this, I was like, oh, have you guys ever seen these parody films on... Like I said, like a lot of people didn't. It kind of made me wonder, I was like, oh, I guess these movies just weren't as culturally significant as I thought. But like, no, I guess Scary Movie like really did incorporate satire in a really tasteful way in the sense of like commenting on the racial like stereotypes often seen in a lot of slasher films. I think parody back then, like obviously there was like professional renderings of the genre with films from Hollywood, but... There's also, like I said with YouTube, a lot of, you know, like, I guess, bedroom sort of parodying going on. And I think now that's kind of evolved into, but on TikTok, a lot of the people who are doing the impressions of like common people in society, like Karens, for example, which I think is kind of like parody, right? Of these people who do, you know, Karens are people that do take themselves seriously, but act out in public. That reminds me of, I'm sure you guys have seen it, but I can't remember the TikToker's name, but he does videos of, it's supposed to be the Oscars, so it's like he's like wearing different wigs and he's playing all these different actresses waiting to find out if they won the Oscar for Best Actress. And the one name of like the character that I can remember is Paloma Diamond is like the one like main actress. He created his own world and it's like he literally is just like doing the videos like in his living room and he's very clearly in his living room. But you get so invested in it anyway and like you believe this world that he's created where you're like rooting for Paloma Diamond to win. It's just like the Oscars. So like he'll say like the fake movie that she starred in and then it's like a clip of her in the scene like screaming and crying like I'm your mother like that kind of thing. <laughs> And then they say the next the next actress's name and they go through the whole thing and they're like, and the award goes to and then it like goes to like the young actress who's like her first time nominated and all the comments are like Paloma was robbed, like it should have gone to Paloma. <laughs> we need to compile all these names and include it in the video. That girl that makes fun of like the like not like other girl girl characters and like parodies them. You've definitely have seen her before. I feel like I feel like I've seen people do that with like the girl next door types in yeah. movies that like the jock yeah, is like pretending that, that to girl yeah. who does that yeah and also Bowman do you guys remember Bowman he does basically parodies of like the Kardashians oh yes yes those are really good he's really funny is he the one that they have like the music in the background and everything yeah from the show those are really funny i've never even seen the show but those he's are always good. holding like a glass with like yeah. some random object objects in it yeah well tiktok really is the new youtube oh and also another celebrity thing the people that make fun of nepo babies giving their agricultural digest house tours oh yeah those are good i think we have to talk about snl because they do a lot of parodies it's like their thing their parodies are a good example of how satire is often intertwined pretty evidently they had this skit called hillary actually and it was like i guess is the movie love actually yeah okay there's like a couple on a couch and the doorbell rings and the woman gets oh. up and it's hillary clinton i've seen her that, cards yeah. yeah there's that and of course you know they do a bunch of other stuff i feel like christmas time is like one of the biggest times where they just do a lot of parodies 
the Hallmark movies are so easy oh, to make so fun true. of. Oh, so true. Oh, did, wait, did I tell you guys about the on Halloween they did one that was like big city girl goes back to her small town but she's home for Halloween and then the guy that she like had a crush on that is like the man in the situation that's keeping her back in the small town is a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, I don't think people talk about it like parody anymore. Like people don't just throw that word around. It's just comedy now. That's true. Yeah, that is weird. I it, don't know why we don't yeah. say parody anymore. Yeah, it's unfortunate. It's all just kind of looped under comedy because comedy has so many different variations, which is why people then get confused between parody and satire, what's meant to be offensive and ignorant and what's not. Yeah, we should start calling them what they are so that people can't start <laughs> using sat- using the word satire to justify their bigotry. No, that's so yeah. true, guys. Oh my god, is that our thesis for today? Like, we need to start calling parody parody again. Yeah. And satire like, satire. That's that's our title. Which completely goes against like everything that we said in, like a week or two ago. We were like, stop labeling things, and now we're like, label things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we pick no, and we choose, okay? Some, ba- yeah. some things need to be labeled and other things don't need to be. No, yeah, like being specific is important. These also aren't made up labels. These are actual words and terms that have existed. Yeah. They're yeah. like literary terms, no? Like, I yeah, think they're I used guess, originally yeah. to talk about literature. I yeah. mean, yeah, because, I mean, it's not like in like the freaking 18th century, they were watching parody movies, they were yeah. writing parodies. So, and they're not under the guise of capitalism and consumerism. Glad we could we could circle back to that. <laughs> yeah, always. <laughs> when it comes to aesthetics, we don't need to be labeling, but we will we will use proper vocabulary when necessary. Exactly. <laughs> All of the research that I did referenced camp. It was interesting though. Either the writers were like bl- very blatant about camp and parody being two very separate things, which they are. But a lot of the writers were saying it as if it was like a sin to say that parody is camp or vice versa, which I personally feel like they can coexist and that's not a bad thing. I can read the little definitions I found real quick. David Bergman's defining of camp says that it favors exaggeration, artifice, and extremity, and it exists in tension with popular culture, which I thought was important especially when considering parody but it exists quote outside the cultural mainstream another article i found from a site called hif said again in defining camp when people dress or act in a way that is considered camp it quote conveys a certain cultural knowledge and embarrassed self-consciousness of that knowledge and mediated through quote hipster irony which i thought was funny a half-hearted apology for that knowledge so again just the idea of being blatantly self-aware I think the difference though is camp is also very very reliant on aesthetics and the dramatics of aesthetics whereas parody is more the substance of the comedy if that makes sense I think camp camp doesn't necessarily have to translate in film it can translate in clothing again aesthetics fashion what have you but obviously parody films parody media it's focused more on like the 
the written comedy thanks to the redditors honestly yeah um thank you for spurring my thoughts about this topic y'all had some interesting thoughts Tierney, you carried this yeah you're the parody girly i am the parody girly i didn't know i didn't know that this gift was bestowed <laughs> upon me <laughs> I just thought it was way more popular for our generation than it actually is. Like the fact that you guys haven't seen a lot of this stuff and other people that I've talked to haven't really seen it. Somebody, because also in the Reddit, I found another thread that was just talking about Robin Hood Men and Tights. <laughs> Huey Lewis in The Brews says, This goes for a lot of Mel Brooks movies in general, but I think this one in particular laid a lot of groundwork for things you see today in shows like Arrested Development or movies like Hot Fuzz where any aspect of the movie can be a joke. So many comedies these days are limited to people cracking wise at one another, whereas this is just a barrage of sight gags and puns and absurdist non-sequiturs, which I thought was really true because Arrested Development is something I wouldn't have thought of, but the humor in that is so unique to any other comedy that was on at the time. Yeah. And also another show that I thought of that I hadn't thought of in a very long time was Angie Tribeca. Did you guys ever watch that show? It was produced by Steve Carell and his wife, and it starred Rashida Jones, and she plays a detective at LEPD named Andrew Tribeca, and she's supposed to be a very lone wolf type of character, but she gets put with a partner, and so it kind of just focuses on that whole situation, but a lot of, like, random gags in the show, but, like, the... um what's it called like the person and like the morgue that like looks at the bodies oh coroner yes yes that character's name is dr shoals <laughs> like it's just like <laughs> stupid stuff like that and then they also have uh, one of the detectives on the force is a german shepherd and they never make reference to the fact that it's literally a dog <laughs> they nice. talk to him as if he's a human and completely understand everything that he's saying i love that yeah, it's actually a good point about the rest of the development because this makes me think of Jim Parmesan. Yeah. <laughs> blah, blah, blah. Blah, blah, blah. Like, that's genius, actually. I'm going to link the edit of blah, blah, blah to blah, blah, blah by Kesha. Oh, my God. Please do. Okay, so we can leave you all with that to think about. Oh, yeah, wait. Actually, I have a question that we can leave on. If there's one film that you could parody, what would you, what would you parody? I feel like I would want to parody like the grossest horror movie i could think of mm. like saw. texas chainsaw actually there's a saw parody musical an off-broadway musical and i want to go so bad because oh i think it's like oddly really good yeah but you have to yeah yeah i think a saw film parody would be really good though pearl that series like i think if someone parodied that that would be funny it is also like kind of self-aware I think a little bit, a little tiny bit, but I think it'd be fun to parody. Okay, should we leave it at that? Yeah. All right. Goodbye. So long. Bye.